All Things Are Possible, Part 34. Amen. Our foundational text, Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you can believe. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the whole verse here in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, because Jesus said this. And notice he said, if you can believe. You know, believing is not automatic. I, 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 I want you to get that. Jesus didn't say, uh, you'll automatically believe. No, uh, if you can believe. There is a part that you must do in this. And then Jesus said the, the rest of that sentence, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. And then Mark chapter 10, verse uh, 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible. But not with God, for with God all things are possible. Amen. So we have those two scriptures that we've used repeatedly as our foundation. And I'll also remind you again that Jesus said again and again something to the effect of, according to your faith, so be it done unto you. And you find that often, uh, maybe about I don't know, between five and ten times in the Gospels uh, where Jesus said that over and over again, maybe a little over that. But, um, well, it's more than five times, I can tell you that. But uh, it's repeated in the same incidents uh, in the Gospels. So it appears to be more than ten times, but um, uh, you have to eliminate the ones that are repeated. And when you get to it, you'll see that... that uh, he did say that numerous times. I mean, had he said it one time, it would have been enough. But he said it over and over again. Uh, in order to function in this kind of faith that receives a manifestation of the promises of God, though, you see, and, and believe, then Jesus made it a central issue that we can't doubt in the heart. Now, he said that in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Uh, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. And before he ever got to the believing part, amen, he said that we're not to doubt in the heart. And we saw all the different things that that means, you know, hesitation and wa wavering and, and, and staggering and, and all of that stuff. We even found that pride and unforgiveness is in there. Uh, as a part of and opposed to uh, having faith and believing in the heart. Well, we saw that fear can't be in the heart, and we saw how fear is exactly in opposition to faith. And then we're looking at some of the offsprings of fear uh, that Jesus prominently talked about, which are worry and anxiety. And uh, worry and anxiety are an integral part of doubting in the heart, and we have to just remove them from our spirit. You can't be functioning in worry and in faith at the same time. It won't work. So we've been taking out the trash of doubt and the things that have hindered so that we can believe God's word and his promises. And uh, we started looking at Matthew chapter 6. And let's go back there because we have the commandment here that's repeated a number of times in this passage, in Matthew chapter 6. Listen to it. Let's start in verse 25 again. Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you shall drink. Now notice that phrase again. Do not worry. 
I mean, that's just as much a commandment as do not commit adultery, do not lie, do not steal. Now, uh, we know that if we walk in the love of God, we don't have to think about uh, all those other commandments. Well, if you're actually truly walking in the love of God, you're not going to have to think too much about do not worry either. Because uh, love is opposed to worry. Because love, a perfect love, casts out fear. And we saw that worry is a part of fear. I mean, we looked at the definitions. You got to go back and listen to our teaching, but, but uh, it's in there. It's clear. So now notice that Jesus said, be not worried. Do not worry. Amen. About your life. And yet people do it all the time because they've not received it as a commandment. They've received other commandments, but they've not received this as a commandment. They haven't given it the same importance. And you know, Jesus uh, put the worrier in the same category as he did uh, the bumbling drunkard and the uh, uh, party boozer goer that, uh, you know, is, is involved in all kinds of ungodliness. And we saw that in the eyes of Jesus. It's the same thing uh, in Luke chapter 21. I believe it's verse 34. Well, we're not going to be in that category. I know you're, you don't want to be and neither do I. And uh, so I refuse to worry. I've received this as a commandment to me for my life. And my wife has received it as a commandment for her life. Have you? If you haven't, well, now's a good time to just stop right now and just say, Bless the Lord, I receive it as a commandment in my life. I will not worry because Jesus said, Do not worry. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to have it. Amen. And then you go down here. Uh, to verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Well, nobody can. And again, I'm reading from the New King James Version, uh, and I like it. Some translations like the, uh, 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 the Old King James Version and others translate this, um, uh, which of you by being anxious can add one cubit to his stature? And that's a good translation because anxiety and worry are talking about the same thing. But we saw that anxiety, I mean, just when you use that word anxiety, and, uh, and, and there's a lot of clinical studies out there on the, and I mean uh, scientific studies, on the connection between anxiety and all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. So thank God you could read that verse 25, do not be anxious about your life. What is the Lord trying to do? He's trying to keep your health. <laughs> He's trying to keep your mind sane. Glory to God. Uh, when he's saying, don't worry about your life. Amen. And he said, you can't add even one cubit to your stature by worrying. And then in verse 28, now notice how he keeps repeating. So why do you worry? <laughs> yeah, why do you worry about stuff? Why do you worry about your clothes? Oh, Lord, do people worry about their clothes. If they look good, if they don't look good. And then you got, you know, the, 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 the dumb red carpet uh, uh, commentators that are just speaking nonsense and talking about their people's dress and people worry about how they look and all of this junk. You know, well, it, Jesus said, why do you worry about that? And, and people worry about... Oh, I got to look good. 
and all of this and and uh, is my hair perfect and, and are my uh, teeth perfect and 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 you know they worry about all this stuff and i'm not saying that you shouldn't you know take uh dress yourself properly and appropriately and and look uh, nice i'm not i'm not i'm not against any of that i'm just saying that people worry about it and you shouldn't worry about it jesus said don't do it well bless god if he said don't do it i'm not going to do it i'm not going to worry about my clothing and then he said, consider the lilies of the field. This is verse 28. How they grow, they neither toil nor, nor spin. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass, so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not clothe you, O you of little faith? You remember we talked about how uh, Jesus said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I mean, in a number of places, a, a few places, you hear him say that. Well, here you see that worry, worry is, if you in, indulge in worry, it'll cause you to have little faith. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Now, this is one of the reasons that people can't get healed, that can't uh, receive the promises of God, can't receive a manifestation uh, because they're over into worry. Their faith is feeble. As long as you're in worry, your faith is feeble. You can't receive. Now, did I write this? No, I didn't write this. I'm just reading it. Jesus said it. So uh, we better just get in line with it and, and believe it. Bless God, uh, whether we like it or not. Amen. Well, I've decided I like it because he has my best interest at heart. I've decided I'm going to do what he said because I love him and I uh, uh, believe his word. Amen. Now watch verse 31. Therefore, do not worry. Now, how many times has he had to tell us? Do not worry. Do you see again that this is a commandment? This is not a suggestion. He's not saying, well, don't worry if you possibly can't. You know, can. Just just try not to worry. It, now, listen to me. There are a couple of translations out there that, that translate this like this. Uh, try not to worry. That's a lie. Jesus never said that. The Greek does not imply that. He never said try to do anything. He always told you what to do and what not to do. He was very clear and very specific. And here he's not saying, uh, okay, uh, try not to worry. That's a, if you've got a translation like that, get rid of it, unless it's got other parts that are good. But if that's what it says, it's wrong. It's not accurate. It's very inaccurate, and it is error. And I'm just saying it plain to you because Jesus didn't say try not to worry. He said do not worry. And it's very, very uh, direct uh, in the Greek and uh, even in the English translation, if it's a good translation, and then saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we, we, we wear? For all these things, the Gentiles seek. I'm, I'm laughing because I, what shall we, we? <laughs> oh, Lord. Sometimes, you know, when you're doing these live programs and recording them and you're not editing 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 them uh some funny things can happen and that that just was 
funny to me. Anyway, what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now watch the keys here. Here's the keys to the kingdom. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry. I mean, again and again, this is a commandment unto us. Here it says, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient to the day is its own trouble. In other words, why are you thinking, why, why are you worried about what's going to happen tomorrow? And tomorrow ain't here yet. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, some people say, well, I'm just, I'm just a concerned citizen. No, you're not. You're a worrier and it stinks to high heaven. You need to repent and get that out of your life. Oh, well, I'm just a, 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 a worrier at heart and, and worry just runs in my family. Well, bless God, run it out of your family. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't belong to us. It's of the enemy. Why? Because worry shows a lack of faith. Jesus said, uh, Oh, you of little faith. Worry is no faith in operation. Because you're not trusting God. You're looking for a solution, a solution in your own self. Instead of in the power of God. And in the word of God. And you're not seeking first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Which is... His, uh, you know, doing right and being right and, and also being in right standing with Him. And uh, so that all of these things would be added unto you. Amen. Well, we'll come back tomorrow with some more teaching.